With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
Father, thank you for brand new mercies on today. Thank you for a new day. Thank you for um, being so good to us throughout the day. Thank you for your love and your protection. Thank you for, for the provisions that you've made for our families. We just love you today. We are honored to be your children. We are honored to be your daughters and your sons. We bless your name, God, for being God. And God, we thank you for even in this crazy time in this world, we thank you for peace in our hearts. We thank you for peace in our minds. We thank you, God, because you are peace. And because we have you in our lives, we thank you because we have peace. We ask, oh, God, that you would bless us, oh, God, in a mighty way in our personal lives, in our ministries, in our churches. We ask, oh, God, that you continue to hold us in your arms, continue to keep us, oh, God, that we may continue to do your work, that you will be pleased with us. Thank you for, again, this Bible study. Thank you for everyone that will call in, everyone that is on the line. We thank you so much. We ask, oh, God, that you will speak to our hearts tonight, speak to our spirit, encourage us. Oh, God, help us to encourage each other by sharing your word. We thank you and we give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hello, hello, and good evening to all. I'm not sure if anybody is even on tonight yet, but we just thank God for you. Thank God for those that will call in. This is Wednesday. Happy Hump Day to everyone. We're almost to the end of the week, guys. Those that are working in school or working and in school, taking care of a family, we are almost at the end of the week. So let us not be weary in our well-doing for we will reap the harvest if we faint not. Amen? I hope that your day has been an awesome day um, despite um, our new president. Um, you know, everybody is on fire about that, but it's it's not even concerning me one way or another, not in a way that I'm upset and angry and ready to... Um, take somebody's life or <clears throat> destroy my um, TV or, no, I'm not, I'm not, it's not bothering me like that. What is to be will be. This was already um, before the, the world began, this was in the works. This is what was going to happen. So if we are doing all that we can to live for Christ, then this shouldn't even be um, anything to get us down. You know, people are saying, well, did you vote? Well, you've got to make sure you vote. You have to make sure, okay, yes, it's very important that we vote. But you know what? Whatever is to be will be, whether you vote or not. Whoever was already supposed to be the next president, that's what's up. That's what's going to happen. That's what's happening. So there's no need 
and being discouraged. There's no need in being upset. There's no need in being sad about the new president. It is what it is. We just have to be prayerful now. We've got to really be prayerful. We have to be prayerful with Obama as well. So we just have to be prayerful and, and trust God all the more and, and know that um, he's covering us. He's covering his people. Amen? Amen. All right. All right, I got a voice out there tonight. How are you? Doing Fine. well. How are you? Oh, everybody's trying to get it at once. Everybody's yeah, trying you to know get how it we do. Yeah. Yeah. You know how we do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so everybody's doing good. Yeah. Yes. All right. Awesome. I was just talking, I guess, to myself. I felt like um, about the how everybody is just tripping about the um, the president, new president. Mm-hmm. And I've seen um, clips of people. They were waiting, waiting last night for the um, polls to, you know, for for the verdict. I'll just say, and mm-hmm. um, and they people started destroying their televisions. They started tearing up their house. They wow. were so despondent. I said, I don't think I'm gonna tear up my TV and my and my house. It is no, no for a president. No, sir, and no, ma'am. Uh-uh. But that lets you know where, and I, I've even seen on Facebook some Christians just really out of pocket, really out of pocket, saying some mm-hmm. things that they really should not be saying. And just it really shows you, you know, during the elections and stuff like that, it really brought out um, racism. It shows you who's really racist and who's mm-hmm. not. But it yeah. also it also shows who's really a saint and who's who's a ain't who's tripping. Right. right. Because we shouldn't. Why Why am I gonna feel like I need to cuss? Because um, Trump is the is the president. He's making me cuss. He's making me want to cuss. Really? And, no man. Why would you want to put your trust in man when Absolutely. God has the whole world in his hand? That's, and, if that's, you, and, and if you are a saint. That's where that's where your hope is in Christ, in not Christ. in man. But see, that's that's where uh, this um, presidential uh, election really it's really showing who's who. It's showing who's. Who. So I'm just happy. You know why? Because every four years, or every eight years, or every whatever, God is still the same. It's still the same. We can't we can't elect him. We can't impeach him. We he is God. He is God Almighty. But Barack Obama had limited power. Donald Trump has limited power. Hillary Clinton has limited power. But God has all power. Amen. So Amen. I'll stick with Team Jesus. I'm, I'm Team Jesus all the way, y'all. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm not sure how many of you were on on Monday. Um, and we are talking about love um, and what really matters. And love is what really matters. We're talking about love, and a lot of people, we're talking about the election, going back to that just for a brief second, and how um, people are just so prejudiced. People are prejudiced. 
And this is the time where we really have to show Christ. We have to show Christ. Because we're going to run into some some real ignorant people, especially now, that feel like now that Donald Trump is president, now I got the nerve, I got the audacity, I'm going to call you all types of N-words, and I'm going to get up in your face. Now, I just want to say that, (laughs) you know, I have to be kind of funny for a second. But, you know, I went, you know, to check on things with, you know, carrying a gun and stuff like that, and I'm, I'm, I'm legit. I'm legit now. I just want the saints to know I'm legit. And um, people are going to take stuff like that. See, I, I don't want to carry a gun to go around to shoot people. That's not the point. That's not the point. And I guess somebody online going, well, what is the point? My point is I would like to be able to um, carry if I need it. Because everybody ain't, everybody's not saved, and everybody is not thinking the same way you're thinking. Amen, somebody? Amen. Okay, so that means y'all don't agree. It's okay. It's all right. We don't have to. You don't have to agree because I'm talking about me. I'm talking about Audrey. I agree with you. All right. But there are some people that... Because they, Donald, excuse me, President Trump is now president and he has, he says so many racist things. Now people are, because they started doing it before he became president, now people are starting to take their guns out and now they want to carry their guns. And now they want to see here where I am in Georgia, you don't need a, a license to carry a gun, to have a gun in your car or in your house. You just need a carrier's permit to carry it on self, on your person. So people down here carry their stuff, and they will pick just because Donald Trump is their, in their mind, that's their God. So he gave them the the right now to be disrespectful to black people. That's not right. Mm-hmm. And even in that, we still have to love these people. We still have to have to love them. And that is going to prove God's love in us and through us when we can still love silly people. Yes, ma'am. And that's, that's what we are finishing up on tonight. I just... I know I felt like I was ranting just now about um, about Donald Trump. I think I'm done for the night, though, with um, President Trump. <laughs> that, does, that, that doesn't even sound right. But anyways. President-elect. President-elect, yes. Yeah. Mm, I still he's call him not, He's not there yet. Mm, and anything can happen, right? Amen. Between now and January. Amen. <laughs> Who knows? Dr. King can come back a lot. No. <laughs> Somebody said, are you voting? I said, listen, Dr. King, either Dr. King, Dora, Scooby-Doo, somebody, somebody I think will do an awesome job. But anyways, 
Now I'm done, for real. So we are going back to um, our lesson from Monday. This was such an awesome lesson. Um, I, I felt so good after we we taught this lesson. I always say I'm not teaching this by myself, but everybody that um, make comments, everybody that um, give it, gives input, everybody that asks questions, we are teaching this together. We're teaching these lessons together, so I thank God for you all. We talked about um, the love of God and the best use of the best use of life is love. We talked about that, and love is really what matters most. And um, how God um, He created us to love. He created us created us to worship, but He also created us to love, and not just love our family, our immediate family, our mother, our father and sister and all of that. But do you know that we're supposed to love um, our brothers and sisters in Christ all the more because of Jesus, because that is our our connection, that's our father. And we're supposed to love our brothers and our sisters. Um, relationships not achievements or or the acquisition of things are what matters most in life. So why do we allow our relationships to get the short end of the stick? That's where we left off at on Wednesday. Why do we allow our relationships to get the short end of the stick? When our schedules become overloaded, we start skimming relationally. We start cutting back on our, our, our time on giving our time, on giving our energy and attention that loving relationships require. What's most important to God is displaced by what's urgent. Did y'all get that? What's most important to God is often displaced by what's urgent. So we don't think of what's important to God. We, we're we always thinking about that next thing we got to do. We got to make that money. We have to be here at a certain time. We have to do this at a certain time. Oh, my God, I got to work. I just got off work, but I, I'm, I got like 30 minutes to sleep, and then I'm going to get back up and go right back to work. And we have a husband or we have a wife in our home. We have our children. We have our grandchildren. We have um, our sisters and brothers, we have members at, of the church. Maybe we were in church on Sunday and, and an, and an, an announcement went out about sister so-and-so is not feeling good. Sister so-and-so just had surgery, so she can't get around. And maybe God put that on your heart to go by sister so-and-so house and take her some grocery, but you can't because you're too busy. You're too busy. Busyness is a great enemy of relationships. Busyness is a great enemy of relationships. We become preoccupied with making a living, doing our work, paying bills, and accomplishing goals as if these tasks are the point of life. I I mentioned on Monday how um, 
and we're going to get some scriptures in a minute. I'm sorry, somebody has a lot of toys. Okay. I mentioned, uh-oh, there, there it goes again. I mentioned on Monday how um, Bishop Noel Jones, how he had to, he made a confession, but he was teaching and he said how ministry ruined his marriage. And those of you that wasn't on the line before you start judging or saying, well, how? Just listen. Ministry ruins his marriage because there was no balance. Amen. There okay. was no balance. I, I wasn't here, I wasn't on on Monday, but I did hear that same thing that um, that he talked about. Yes. Um, hello? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ministry ruined his marriage because he traveled so much to do ministry. He was in and out of the country so much. And all his wife wanted was some time, just a little bit of time. Okay. And he never gave her that time. He said he would, you know, be in church from Monday and throughout the week, from Sunday to Sunday pretty much. He would be doing services, flying in and out of, out of town. He would be gone up until, like, Saturday. He will come in, and then he has to get up, and he got to preach all day on Sunday for their services. And then on Sunday night, he's back out of the country, and his wife just wanted time. Well, somebody might be saying, well, he was, he was doing the Lord's work. That's not God's will that a marriage is ruined because we don't know how to balance. That's right. Well, no balance. We have to learn how to balance. That's right. Somebody's phone has a, a lot of stuff in the background. Please, if somebody can just mute, mute your phone if it's you. Mm, okay. And then if you want to say something or ask a question, then you can unmute it. I don't think that's my phone. Maybe feedback. I'm sorry? Um, sound like it's feedback. Okay. If if you are, if two people are on in the same house or in the same room, it's definitely going to be feedback. But um, we've got to learn how to make time for what's important. Um, when we were growing up, my father... Spent a lot of time at the church. My father worked a full-time job, and my father would sometimes get off work and go straight to to the church. Mm -hmm. Or he would get off work and come home, and he has to wash, you know, do his shower. Sometimes he didn't have time to eat, but he would get ready, and we would go right, right to the church. There were Friday nights when my father would stay at the church overnight. I remember my father um, staying at all-night prayer, and he would walk home. I remember that. I remember, and we would, you know, spend time 
with my father, my father would take us to the church. That was us spending time with daddy at the church. Mm-hmm. And it was three of us girls and one boy. Mm-hmm. And my brother, after we grew up, my brother kind of resented that because he didn't have that. My father was a perfect father. My mother's a perfect mom. However, that time, that time, that one-on-one time to just spend with 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 us and to do things with us, not at the church, not with the church people, not but with us. We longed for that. We longed for that. My brother longed for that attention. And so what I'm saying is we can get so involved with church. We can get so involved with work. We can get so involved with just everyday things that we forget about the relationships that we have. Just because we're busy, it doesn't mean that we're achieving anything. Amen. Okay. We, the point of life is learning to love. Yeah. God, Amen. we have to learn, learn to love God and people. Life yes. minus love equals zero. Yeah. Life Amen. minus love equals zero. Amen. Love will last forever. Another reason why God tells us to make love our top priority is that because love is eternal. Yeah. Love is eternal. First Corinthians thirteen and thirteen. Let's go let's go to that real quick. I'm gonna give some again, I don't I'm not gonna go to all the scriptures, but I'm gonna definitely give you some to um to have. You said first Corinthians thirteen? First Corinthians thirteen and thirteen. Okay. Amen. First Corinthians thirteen and thirteen says And now by the faith, hope, charity these three, but the greatest of these is charity. Mm-hmm. And in, in that scripture, and when the Bible talks about charity, he's talking about love. Mm-hmm. He's talking about love. Love leaves a legacy. It leaves a legacy. How you treated other people, not your wealth or your accomplishments, but how you treat other people, that's what people are going to remember about you. Yeah. They they they're not so concerned with, um, oh my God, he has so much money. Oh, and he he she can cook, or he can cook. They're not going to be concerned with that. If you were a nasty person, you know what? And people going they try they're going to try to dress it up for you. So they'll go, God bless the dead, but. He was so nasty. His attitude was so nasty. He was so rude. She was so rude. She didn't get along with anybody. 
That's that's your legacy. That's the legacy that you left. Yeah. Mother Teresa said, it's not what you do, but it's how much love you put into it that matters. Love is the secret of a lasting heritage. I just have to pause just for one second because that sound is really distracting. It's really, really distracting somebody. Please. But it sounds like it's to talk. I'm sorry. Right, right. What um, what'd you say? It's like every, every time you talk. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm wondering back from uh, feedback from your phone. This, it's not feedback from my phone. What what, what, what if everybody it, could? Even, Even, what a, if, if, hold on. If everybody will mute their phones, everybody yes. will mute your phone. Now, this, I, I'm not muted, so you all can hear me. But everybody has muted their phone. Um, and I don't, I don't know who's on to say unmute your phone. Let me have, let me do it like this, Mrs. I have two people. From Mississippi on, unmute your phone and say something to me. Okay, I'm unmuted. I'm unmuted. Okay, it's one of y'all phones. Because I'm starting to hear it again. What do you hear? Okay, now I don't hear. Who's speaking right now? It's Ernestine. Okay, I don't hear. You hear it on my end. It's Marquita. Okay. I'm starting to hear it again. Okay. All right. So now everybody can unmute their phone. Just unmuted mine. Okay. Okay. All right, can you hear us? Well, I can hear you. We're live. Okay. All right. Everybody. Hello. Hello. Okay. We're here. okay. All right. Thank you. Good now. Okay. I'm start. I'm starting to hear it again. But I'm. A, I'm gonna go ahead. Have you ever been at the bedside of anyone, a loved one, in their final moment? Um you know, when they stand at the edge of eternity, you, they know that they're going to leave this side of the world. But have you ever just had a conversation with them? Have you ever, have, have any, anyone ever had a conversation? I remember my uncle, my, my mother's brother that um, passed a few years ago. Um, I don't remember hearing him say anything about his motorcycles, his Corvette. I didn't hear him tell nobody to bring it to the hospital. I don't remember hearing anyone him telling anyone to bring his 
his all of the um the the what are those things plaques or um anything nope. that he's won trophies. I don't remember anybody saying Uncle Ed want us to bring this stuff to the hospital mm-hmm. because that stuff didn't matter to him. But what I did hear was that he had a long talk with his wife, and he apologized for some things. I did hear that he had a long talk with his siblings, and he talked to them about their relationship. He told them he loved them. That's a legacy. That's the legacy he wanted us to remember him by. He had a with, with Jesus. Yes, yes. To know that he, when he opened his eyes, that he was going to open them with Jesus, that's, that, was his, that was his last conversation. His last conversation. In all of my life, my uncle never told me he loved me, but I know he loved me because every time he saw me, he um, clunked me in my head and called me ugly every single time. And the day, the night that I went to the hospital to see him, and I looked at him and I said, am I ugly? And he, told, he shook his head, no. I said, you love me, don't you? He said, yes. That's all that matters. Not this other stuff that we, we grip. We, we put everything so, everything is so much more important than those around us. Everything else is so much more important than the love that God provides and gives us and, 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 and shares with us and, and shares through us. We forget about that love. God is not pleased with that. Yeah. When life on earth is ending, people don't surround themselves with objects. What we want around us are people and people we love and have relationships with. Amen. Wisdom. Let's let's use wisdom here. Wisdom is learning that truth learning this truth sooner than later. Don't wait until you are on your deathbed to figure out that nothing mattered more. Don't do that. If you work in killer hours and not spending time with with now I'm I'm saying with your husband and your wife and your kids, but even spending time with the people at church. Yeah. We should be spending time with our brothers and sisters at church. Amen. They call for a, a teacher's meeting, and you're a teacher, but you don't feel like going. I don't work all day. They need to understand. I'm tired. My feet hurt. They call for a women's auxiliary meeting. I don't, mm They always call in meetings when I'm tired. They always call in meetings when I'm this, when I got stuff to do. When they're calling for men to come together, the men always have an excuse why they can't do it. God is not pleased with that. Amen. You spend time with those that you have a relationship with. Amen. Amen. 
You spend time. This is how we get to know each other. If I say I love you, then that means I want to spend time with you to get to know you more. Right. When we meet Jesus, we're going to be evaluated by our love. I want you to know that. Yes, Lord. We're going to be evaluated by our love, how we love. One of the ways that God measures spiritual maturity is by the quality of our relationships. The quality of our relationships. He won't review our career. God won't review our bank account. He won't even review our hobbies, but he will review how we treated other people, particularly those in need. St. Matthew 25 and 34 through 36. St. Matthew 25, 34 through 36. Anybody have it? Thank Matthew. All right, I'll read it. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was in hunger, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Jesus said the way to love him is to love his family and to mm-hmm. care for the practical needs. Mm-hmm. We can't love, say we love God, mm-hmm. but we don't have time for our brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Anybody have a comment or a question? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I think it's a very good point you made pertaining to what we do uh regards to quality and not quantity. Because sometimes we we out and it's not the quality in what we're doing. But we're looking for quantity, how much we do and God is not concerned too much about how much we do. But that that we do, that it be genuine. Yes. For his glory. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, because, see, a lot of people can do things, a lot of things, but they want recognition from man. Mm-hmm. That's their reward right there. But um, when we think about God wants quality, quality, but it must be genuine so that he might be glorified out of what we do for his glory. So I'll leave that alone right there. 
but this is true and it's so good. Um, we when we just do things and there's no nothing behind it, I'm doing it to be seen. I am um somebody in churches and they are authentically in need, but I'm just gonna give to them to be seen. And I'm gonna stand up and I'm gonna testify. The Lord told me to bless sister so and so. You you should have just kept that. You should have just kept it because you did it to be seen. So it's like it's like not doing anything. It's, it's, yeah. You might as well not do it. It's the and then when you know if I'm always telling my husband I need to spend time with you, I need to spend time with you. And he tells me, to, okay, we're going to spend time together today. And we are together, but the whole time he's on his phone talking to people. Yeah. That that time, that was not good quality time. Okay. So we might as well just not do it. Right. What is your motive behind what you do? What is your motive behind spending time? That was good. Anybody else? No. Okay. Galatians 5 and 6. Galatians 5 and 6. Before we get to that... Jesus said to the way to love him is to love his family and to care for their practical needs. Let's go to before we go to Galatians, let's go to Matthew. Ooh, that sound is really, really getting my ears. Yeah. Well, Matthew. Think Matthew twenty five and forty. Oh. Twenty-five and forty. And it says, And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. So whatever we do, we're doing it. It's supposed to be done as as we were doing it unto God. No matter how big, how small it is, no matter what it is, whatever we do for the least of these, for the homeless, for the 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 the, the ones that have no food, we should be doing it with a grateful heart, as if. We were doing it, we were serving God as, as if we were, like, serving him, literally serving him. We are, when we give to the poor, when we give to those in need, do you know that that is a, a type of ministry? We are serving God. Amen. We are serving God. Amen. So our attitude plays a big part. It plays a big part. When you transfer into eternity, you will leave nothing, I'm sorry, you will leave everything behind. Yes. 
All you're taking with you is your character. And that's why the Bible says the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. And that's where we're going to go to Galatians 5, and and we're going to see what that scripture is saying. Galatians. Oh, my goodness. Galatians 5 and 6. And it says, For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Faith which worketh by love. So all of the stuff that we're trying to trying to accomplish, all of the stuff that we we think, um, you know, we're doing, but it, it it has no nothing to it. We've got to we've got to re rethink some things. We've got to start doing things a little differently. Amen. 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 You've got to, as I said on Monday, if you know that you you haven't been loving the way Christ is saying we, we should love, if you know that you haven't been spending time, quality time, with your family, with your brothers and your sisters in Christ, it's time for us to start doing some things different. Amen? Amen. We've got to do things different. Amen. And knowing this, when we wake up every morning and we kneel down by our bed or we sit on the edge of our bed and pray, we should ask God or say to God, God, whether I get anything else done today, I want to make sure that I spend time loving you and loving other people because that's what life is all about. I don't want to waste the day away. Yeah. Why should God give us another day if we're just going to waste it? Why? Somebody said, well, he's a loving God and he's a sovereign God. He, he absolutely is. But when he's given us instructions and we continue to disobey his word, I think, you know, sometimes he, he, he gets tired of that. Mm-hmm. He gets tired of it, and he wants he wants an obedient. When you are obedient, that proves that you love him. When you're obedient to his word, that proves that you love him. That proves that you are in a relationship with him. Amen. The importance of things can be measured. It can be measured by how much time we are willing to invest in them. The more time you give to something, the more you reveal its importance and value to you. Mm-hmm. One more time. I'm just going to ask everybody to just mute their phone. And then when you, when you want to say something or make a comment or ask a question, then you can unmute it and say something. Okay. Thank you. Um. If you 
the more time you give to something, the more you reveal it's important and value to you. If you want to know a person's priorities, just look at how they use their time. Time is important. Um, Time is our most precious gift because we only have a set amount of it. We don't have a lot of time. And you can make more money, but you cannot make more time. That says a whole lot right there. We can make more money. We can keep working these five and six jobs and then have our own little business on the side. But the time that we're losing with those that we need to spend time with, we can never get that back. We can never get it back. When you give someone your time, you are giving them a portion of your life that you will never, ever get back. So I'm going to even take a detour and and go this way. If you are in an unfruitful relationship, friendship of any sort, that is time that you will never get back. And if you're sticking around and just continuously going through the same stuff over and over and over and over, it's time for you to make some changes. The time that you are putting in that unfruitful relationship or, or um, friendship, that's somebody needs your time. Oh, my God, somebody needs your time. Somebody will value the time that you give them. They will value that time. You will never get that back. Your time is your life. And this is why the greatest gift you can give someone is your time. Anybody have anything to say or a question? Well, I'd like to make comments. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. There are people that, when you talk about love, there are people that have been hurt Mm -hmm. in life. And because of that hurt, they are afraid to love. But I remember an incident that happened with me, and I made a vow to the Lord. I had this guy who was supposed to have done some work on my house, and um, I gave him a certain amount of money to do the work. He never did any work. He never showed. took the money, and I don't know whatever happened to him, but I remember praying, and I said to God, I said, Lord, I don't want any materialistic things such as money to stop me from loving Mm-hmm. If I were to see this man on the street and he needed food to eat or a glass of water, I said, God, I want to be able to give it to him. Mm-hmm. And there were people that are Christians, but yeah. they've been hurt. Mm-hmm. And they have not forgiven the person who hurt them. So mm-hmm. then they are afraid to love. But don't you know God will heal your love? Absolutely. You can really love Jesus never told us to like, but he said love. Love. And in that love, we don't just love in words, but we love in deeds also. Yes. You you understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. We have to have that same kind of forgiving spirit so that we can 
love again like God wants us to love. Everybody has been hurt in life, somewhere in their life. But if you think about what Jesus said, Father, not not my will, but let thine will be done. And that's something we as Christians don't too regularly include in our conversation with God. And uh, the thing that we are confronted with in life is, Lord, not my will, but let your will be done. I believe sometimes God takes us through some things that not expected to go through, but he takes mm-hmm. us those things so he can teach us a lesson yeah. about gratitude, attitude, yeah. and love. The scripture tells us that we are to love not only in word, but also in deed. And there are those of us we will do for some people, but we won't do for everybody. Because mm-hmm. if you think about how I've been hurted, I can't do that anymore. No, there's some things you cannot retrieve, you can't bring back, but you certainly can start a new life from where you are now in Christ. Because Second Corinthians 5.17 said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation or a new creature. So I think with that, it helps us to, to love. Even if we've been hurt before, yeah. we can still love. We can still feed that person if they're hungry. We can still give them water if they need water to drink. We can still put a garment on their back if they need a garment or shoes on their feet. And I think that's the genuine part about this quality and quantity. The genuine part about our love and our service for God. You know, we we love God, but when it comes time for us to give, even in in church, in Mm. churches, we 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 we'll flip over over all of the big money and put the small money in church, and yet we say we love God, but how much does does we really love Him? Are we willing to trust Him with everything that we have? Are we willing to go the extra mile? Jesus said, "If you love me, keep my commandments." And we are talking about this tonight about this love. It's not just in words, but it's indeed too. Thank you, ma'am. You're welcome. We we have to, the, the um, commandment, one of the commandments is to love. Thou shalt love the Lord. We, we have to love each other. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's the, the one I want to say. Love your neighbor as yourself. And Bishop was just saying how people are afraid to love because they've been hurt, but I try to think of on this when somebody hurt me and and the enemy wants to have me not love them back. And I say, you know what? I've hurt people. I've hurt people before. And I've asked for forgiveness. So I can't hold anything against anybody because I've been forgiven for something before. Mm -hmm. And if we would all think of things like that when, you know, we get hurt, you know, and I talked about this on Monday, a lot of females, we're so quick to throw somebody aside. We're so quick to dis- disfellowship and disconnect with our sisters, but we will stay in a relationship. We will stay with a man that's beating us over our head and that's cheating on us. He done cheated on us with everybody. But we will keep taking them back and taking them back and taking them back and taking them back. 
But if our sister offends us, I'm done. I'm done. I'm tired of being hurt. I'm tired of being, people at church hurt us. I'm tired of being hurt. But you're going home to that man that got another woman. So we do pick and choose what we want to forgive, who we want to forgive. But when we do when we do that, that's called conditional love. And that is not what God is requiring of us. That's not Christ like. He has unconditional love. We forget sometimes how we have messed up in our lives and how we even as um saints today, we don't hit the mark every single day. And every single day, we've got to ask God for forgiveness to keep our relationship going. Every single day, we've got to go to God and say, God, if there's anything I've said, I've, I've said or done to offend you, today I ask that you forgive me. Please forgive me. And you know what? He doesn't hold it against us. And he doesn't bring it up the next day. But he forgives. That's what love is about. Love is about forgiveness. Love is about unity. Love is about relationship. Love is about obedience. Love is about giving. These are characteristics of love. And I heard my father say so many years ago, you can... Give without loving, but you can't love without giving. You cannot love without giving. Relationships take time and effort, and the best way to spell love is T-I-M-E. That's the best way to spell love. Somebody probably said, no, love starts with an L. But love is time. Love is time. The essence of love is not what we think or do or provide for others, but how much we give of ourselves. And not to men bash, not to man bash, but men in particular, they don't really understand this. Because there are men that have said, I don't understand my wife and kids. I provide everything they need. What more could they want? All, all we want is you. We just want you. Thank you for paying the bills. Thank you for, you know, this house that we live in. But I want you. I want to spend time with you. Our kids, they want to spend time with their parents. Thank you for the sneakers. Thank you for the book bag. Thank you for the, the hoodies and the, the jeans and all of that. But how about some time? I'm guilty of that. Sometimes my, my kids will just come and sit in my room and just be aggravating. And I, and I, I go, y'all got to go. Just go on out. Go out. And then I feel guilty because all they want to do is spend time. All they want to do is spend time. I can come home with bags, bring them stuff, but they that's good, that's nice, but can I just spend time? just a few minutes, just an hour. That's all they want, our eyes and our ears, our time, our attention, our presence, 
and our focus. They want our time. And nothing can take place of that. Nothing can take the place of that. The most desired gift of love is not diamonds, though I like some diamonds. It's not roses. I like roses. It's not chocolate. It is focused attention. Remember how I I use the analogy if me and my husband say we're going to spend time together, but the whole time we're together, he's on the phone or I'm on the phone? That's not spending time. We want each other's focused attention. Love concentrates so intently on another that you forget yourself in that moment. You forget all about yourself in that moment. That's what focused attention is. You're saying, I value you enough to give you my most precious precious asset, and that's my time. And whenever we give our time, we are making a sacrifice. And the sacrifice is the essence of love. That's what Jesus, he modeled that. He gave us his love. He gave us him. He gave us his time, and he's still giving us his time. Love means giving up, yielding my preferences, yielding my comfort, yielding my goals, my security, and my money, my energy, or time for the benefit of someone else. That's what love is. That's what love means. Why is now the best time to express love? Because we don't know how long and how long of an opportunity we'll have. We don't know. Circumstances change, people die, children grow up, and we have no guarantee of tomorrow. So if we want to express love, we better do it now. We, if we need to make some changes, the best time to do it is now. Amen, somebody? Amen. The best time is to do it now. It is 828, and I'm going to pause for a minute, and I'm going to finish this up, but I'm going to pause for questions or comments, short comments. All right. Well, y'all making this real hard for me tonight. <laughs> if you don't express love, um, if you haven't been expressing love, it's, it's good that you do it now, knowing that one day you will stand before God. We we we're gonna have some questions to answer. How will you, how will you explain? Those times, those times when projects or things were more important to you than people. So we ought to think about things like this. Who do we need to start spending more time with? What can we cut out of our schedule to make that possible? These are things that we should really be thinking about. What can we... What can we cut out of, out of our schedule so that we could spend time with those people we need to spend time with? And what sacrifices do we need to make? 
The best use of life is love. And the best expression of love is time. And the best time to love is now. So if there's any anybody that we don't don't take listen, don't take your spouse for granted, don't take your children for granted, don't take your grandchildren for granted, don't take your sisters and brothers. I'm I'm all about family. But let's go a step further. Don't take the ushers at the church for granted. Don't take your pastor, the ministers, saints and friends, the mothers of the church, the the, uh, father of the church. Don't take their lives for granted. Don't take for granted that when you go to church, next time they're going to be there. Don't, Don't take for granted that the next time you, they call a, a meeting, a women's meeting, that them same women are going to be there. Somebody may be missing the next time. And it doesn't necessarily have to be death, but it could be being in the hospital. Um, you, you just, we just have to stop making excuses for not fellowshipping and for not having relationships with our brothers and our sisters. Stop avoiding and start embracing. Embrace them. If somebody says, "Well, I don't really know how to, um, I don't know how to be a friend, and I don't, I don't know how to start," just do it. I think sometimes we focus so much on what we don't know how to do, instead of just being like Nike and just do it. You want love, you got to give it. If you're unsure how to love, we can go to our Heavenly Father and say, God, I need you to help me to love and be open for what he has in store for you because we don't know how he's going to bring that about. But be open. Amen? Amen. Anybody want to say something? Because we're going to close out. Um, yes. Um, I just want to say that love is action. It's an action where um, has, God has been teaching me about love. Because I be, you know, in his face about love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, loving the way he say love because I would have my tendency to love the way I want to love. Mm-hmm. And so I be in God's face about, you know, Lord, teach me how to love the way you say love, you know. And um, and I want to ask the question about um, about loving yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do we really, you know, supposed to love ourselves? And uh, and I was like telling God, Lord, uh, I don't know how to love you in order to love, you know, somebody else or myself. So I, I want to know about loving myself. We have to love ourselves. How can we love somebody else if we can't even love ourselves? Okay. And if we love God, we have 
to love ourselves because we are a part of him. He created us. He made us. I talked about this on Monday. There are some things that I don't like about myself, but I love Audrey Olivia. I love this girl. You know why? Because I've learned to appreciate the things that God brought me through. I've learned to appreciate how God sees me. I'm I'm starting to see myself the way he sees me. I'm starting to see others the way God sees them. So when it comes to loving me, I can't love anybody better than I love me. You get what I'm saying? I can't be in, in a relationship and I'm so in love with this man, but... I don't love myself. That that it makes no sense. But when we have a relationship with God and we really appreciate him, really, really appreciate who God is to us and in us and through us, then we will better appreciate who we are and who we are in God, who we are as people, who we are as, as mothers, who we are. We will find ways and reasons to love ourselves. Yeah. And um, I struggle with that. You know, uh, I'm just being honest uh, with low self-esteem, and I, you know, and I, I be talking to the Lord about it, you know, asking the Lord to help me, you know, uh, to you, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I struggle with low self esteem, and it's like, uh, it seems like it's just I don't know a problem with me loving me, you know. Uh, uh, I have a problem with confidence. Mm-hmm. I would find. Scriptures, I would find um, not just scriptures, I would find literature that I can read. I would make declarations every single day to me about me until I begin to believe it. Until I begin to believe it. I would say things to myself. You can't wait for somebody else to give you a compliment. You can't wait for somebody else because you still, if you're if you're suffering with low self-esteem, no matter who tells you what, you will never believe it. Yeah. You're not going to believe it. So if you can't believe what God says about you, we got you got some work to do. And God said that you are beautiful. He he tells us there are things in in um in Psalms and and in Song of Solomon and all throughout the book, the Bible, that tells us how beautiful we are. It tells us how special we are. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. You have to look at yourself. Not don't look at your failures. Don't look at your past failures, but look at your now. Look at yourself and tell yourself what God says about you. Say to you, quote back what God says about you, and say it every day. If you've got to say it four or five times a day, 
say it every day until you believe it. Yeah. Until you believe it. Don't wait for somebody to come and tell you. Amen? Amen. All right. Good, good. Anybody else? Yes, to this young lady, every morning you get up, every opportunity you get to look in your mirror, look in your mirror and say, not too shabby, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That is, someone else told me that. They said, um, Pastor, always say, look in the mirror and say, not too shabby. And that's what I've been doing, and I feel so much better about my situation. So that works. It works. It works. Yeah. All right. Anybody else? Yes, I, I want to say, yes, it does work, because it, it helped me a lot, looking in the mirror saying, not too shabby. And also, I want to thank you for this lesson. It has showed me me, and I plan to make changes, and I just thank God for you, Minister Esther. Amen. And I thank God for you. I thank God for all of you. And as I state all the time, the mess, the, these lessons, they're not just, I'm not just teaching them to you, but I am also ministering to myself also ministering to myself, and um, it, it, I'm telling you, I really believe, and I say this, but you all help me teach these lessons because sometimes you all bring things out. I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't see it like that, but all right, thank you. So we are helpers one to another, right? Yeah, amen. Right, anybody else? We have two more minutes. Ooh, y'all being real, real cheap tonight. <clears throat> but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. And when y'all see Minister Rochelle, pinch her. Pinch her for me, please. And tell her I miss her tonight. And I, I heard um, Trustee Goodson, but I don't hear her anymore. But thank, thank you um, for calling, Trustee Goodson, if you're still there. I'm still thank here. All right. Thank you for calling in, probably at work. I really enjoy uh, hearing everyone, and I normally be in, in the background mute and recording, but I wow. said I'm going to start stepping up and speaking a little more. Amen. Amen. Well, it's always encouraging for me to hear um, your voices always encourage, encouraging, and I look forward. I really do. I look forward to um, Mississippi being on. I'm so used to hearing the voice. I, I do hearing the Williams and um, Minister Mack and Sister Cedric. So it it really does. It encourages me to keep on going. To keep on going. I appreciate all everyone that is on. So we are going to close with a word of prayer. Um, We'll be coming to Rochester for Thanksgiving. For Thanksgiving. And um, I know I I owe some people some sweet potato pies and a pecan pie. Somebody asked me for a pecan pie. And some pecan um, 
you know how they how they make the Katie Diz? Well, I'm not doing Katie Diz. I do my own chocolate cover pecan. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll I'll be um, baking that stuff and bringing some of that stuff when I come. So, amen. Hey, we'll be there for Huh? Hey, let's get on down here. <laughs> but I hope to see you all in two weeks. Okay. Amen. So Amen. let's let's end with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your love. God, we thank you for expressing your love to us, towards us. We thank you for showing your love for us, God, when you went to the cross. For us, we thank you so much, Jesus. You are so awesome, so awesome. And every day, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for what mm-hmm. you've done for us on Calvary, and thank you for what you continue to do for us today. We love you so much. We appreciate you. God, we just ask that you help us to be more like you, God. Help us mm-hmm. to love more like you. Help us to walk up right before you, God. Help us, Father, to make time. God, we we realize tonight that time is something we could never get back. We can't get it back. So help us to regulate our time better. Help us to better spend our time, God, and help us to never exclude you out of our time, but help us to include you every single time. We give you all the praise. We love you so much. Thank you for our families. Thank you for our friends. Thank you for our sisters and brothers. In Christ, that's our family. We just bless your name. We thank you for our pastor. We thank you, Father, for our bishop that's on the line, God. We ask that you will continue to cover him, God. Continue, Father, to give him strength in his body. Continue to use him in this day and time, God. There is so much in him, oh, God, that he has to give to the nation. So we bless you for him. We thank you for our apostle, God. We thank you for being mighty, in and through these men of God, we thank you for our elect lady, um, white. God, we ask that you will continue to move in her and through her and continue, Father, to um, make her your vessel, your vessel of honor, your vessel, oh, God, with the word to give us as women the courage and the strength that we need to fight in this day and time. We give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Amen. You are, I am, we are our brother's keeper. Nudge somebody when you see somebody and tell them, hold on, don't let go. Change is going to come. I'm telling you, change is going to come. I love you all. Have Have a perfect weekend. Until next Monday, good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.